Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Can't see nothing in front of me. Can't see nothing coming up behind. Make my way through this darkness. Can't feel nothing but this chain that binds me. Lost track of how far I've gone. How far I've gone, how high I've climbed. On my back's a 60 pound stone. Bruce Springsteen, The Rising. So it's been a great show already so far today. Curtis Sliwa, Bill Bratton, and Joe Tacopina talking about Bill Bratton. Former police commissioner, a damn good one. My next guest is the best one, bottom line. Best one, 92 through 94, did it again. 2002 through 2013, New York was safe. We all love living here. And even though he remains very active, I've seen Ray at a ton of events, a ton. And, of course, his son is a big star here. And on television, uh, we miss him in that role. Here he is, former police commissioner, my friend Ray Kelly. Ray, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, Sid. Great to be with you, pal. Great to have you, too. You know, it's funny. I was, I was um, that song, The Rising, Springsteen wrote that song, that whole album, Ray, after 9-11. And it brings me back to when you were first police commissioner in 1993. You were there for the very first bombing way before that horrendous day, eight years later. But I know there was talk after the bat about you becoming the possible FBI director. I don't know what happened with that, but when you look at where the FBI is today, Ray, my God, they could use you, huh? Well, they certainly need help today. But uh, what happened, I had just become police commissioner. And, of course, this was sort of the culmination, at least in my eyes, of of my career. And uh, Bernie Nussbaum, who was the counsel to uh, President Clinton, called me and asked me if I wanted the job. And I hesitated to talk to my family. And I, I said no. And maybe that was a mistake. But I certainly have enjoyed my time in the department, the greatest police department in the world. I enjoyed every minute of that. So, you know, it's water under the bridge, but it was it was certainly flattering. A lot of the stuff I asked Bill, I'm going to ask you as well. Again, Bill Bratton was on about 30 minutes ago. You know, he seemed, uh, and he's awesome, and he was a great police commissioner. I respect the hell out of Bill, but he seemed to give the mayor the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's because he wants a casino in Times Square. I don't know. I know the mayor makes that decision, partly. Uh, but he seemed to give the mayor the benefit of the doubt. Something tells me, Ray Kelly, you won't do the same. So crime in the city all the issues, Adams unveils a half-a-billion-dollar plan a couple of days ago. What are your thoughts on all of that? Well, I guess the question is, what has he done? What has he uh, delivered? You know, you don't get an A for an effort in New York. you got to deliver. He has well, not hold on, hold on a second. It's funny you say that because the first thing, and I know you love Bill and so do I, but the first thing Ray Kelly, Bill Bratton, said to me was, at least he's trying. I can't tell you how many people I work with who I respect and love dearly say to me, he's all we've got. So why is it that you're right? There are very few things he's done well, very few. Why do we say things like that for, I don't know, Eric Adams, 
But we didn't say stuff like that for Bill de Blasio. Oh, Bill de Blasio, he didn't deserve it. He, I Why think no? He intentionally tried to hurt the city, and okay. he succeeded in that mission, unfortunately. So, so yeah, I think Eric Adams has not, not delivered this plan. That you mentioned, I read it. It's 15 pages. There's nothing there. It's uh, a lot of 1990s ideas with a new coat of paint. Uh, it's not doing anything. It's things that we have tried before: violence interrupters, uh, summer jobs program, community hiring, better coordination. Those sorts of things. We've had all of that, and it has very little uh, effort as far as the police department is concerned. We need more cops. We need cops who are who are deployed in the key areas. And to a certain extent, that's being done. They're spending a heck of a lot of overtime, and I don't, I don't think it's sustainable. But they do have a lot of cops out there in these six precincts that they're, they're talking about as far as gun violence is concerned. Shootings are down in New York City. Murders are down in New York City, and they get credit for that. But shootings are down nationally. Murders are down nationally, about 11%. So it's a phenomenon that we don't really have our our uh, arms around, but I certainly would uh, urge the police department to continue what you're doing as far as shooting is concerned because uh, it looks like it's working. Yeah, that's true. Uh, former Police Commissioner Ray Kelly. But we do need more cops, and we're down, I think, to about 30,000. I don't know the exact numbers, Ray, but I say to myself, yeah, they gave the cops a raise up to 55,000. Big deal, not nearly enough money. But why would you want to be a cop? I mean, first of all, the laws are not in place to protect you. Second of all, this nonsense about chokeholds and strangleholds. Me, Ray, there's a perp. I'm going to beat the bastard with a bat just to get him down. I don't care. Uh, on top of that, you've got the politicians who don't respect them. You've got the people who walk the streets of New York who don't respect them. So I know the benefits are great, and it's a terrific job. You're saving lives. But in all honesty... Why would anybody in their right mind right now, right now in this reality, want to be a cop? Yeah, I'm sorry to say that you're absolutely right. The job has lost almost all of its uh, appeal. You really can't do good. You are, you're the target. You're on the defensive. Every cop has a camera. Every person in the public domain has a camera. Uh, the city council has taken away virtually so many rights that the police officers had, qualified immunity, a defense that every other civil servant in the United States has, has been taken away by the by the city council, a whole host of things. And in the Blasio administration, they took all of these petty violations, these quality of life violations, took them out of the uh, criminal law category and made them, uh, you know, summable offenses, which nobody responds to. Cops are getting vilified, they're getting demonized. It's just not what the cops used to sign up for. So uh, they're, they're voting with their feet. Uh, there's, there's probably probably over well over 10,000 cops that have left the department in, uh, in the last uh, two and a half years. So it's, it's a real problem. And they can't recruit. They cannot recruit. Uh, cops leave, you know, obviously they're trying to backfill and they can't do it. Uh, so I, I don't know where this all comes out. By the way, this is a national problem. Yeah. Not just, uh, Not just New, New York. York. No, uh, I think it's probably, it's, it's probably more, Ray, a blue city, blue state Democrat problem because, and I'm not, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong, but it does seem like 
Democrat cities really go out of their way to make cops miserable more than any other city in this country. That may be my political bias. I'm not sure. But you talked about the quality of life crimes. Did you see this story, Ray, last week that there was a high percentage of people that all they do is jump over the turnstile in the subway? A high percentage of those have committed felonious acts, including murder. Did you see that? Yeah, so I know that. I, you know, that yeah. that was the reason why stopping people and arresting them for fair beating uh, it, it had an extra benefit to it because a lot of these people were committing crimes. You know, if you you're not going to pay the fare if you're going to go on the subway and rob somebody. You know, it's it's just it, it was a very effective tool, and there's no reason why it's not being done now, other than apparently the MTA agrees with it. Uh, you know, Alvin Bragg and the other district attorneys, they're not prosecuting. But by the way, Cy Vance didn't do it a, a, as well. So it's just, you know, quality of life is just out of control in this city. These scooters that are riding on the, on the sidewalks, uh, riding at night without lights, no license plates, no regulations. That was the Blasio and the city council that made a decision not to put any regulations in for these uh, yep. scooters. And they are dangerous. Very. I mean, they're literally killing people. In fact, killing the uh, riders and killing people on the street. Yeah, our mutual friend Bo Deedle, his son Richard Deedle, was run down just a couple of days ago by one of those scooters. He's actually in the hospital as we speak. So there's a guy that's I a former. That. Yes, yes. So you're right, Ray. I'm glad you brought that up. That is a huge problem in this city. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You know, uh, two weeks ago, I had the uh, new commissioner on. I like him a lot, Eddie Caban. Good guy. Everybody in the department loves him. I'm sure you love him, too. But I brought up stop and frisk. And I know that uh, Mayor Eric Adams has said, no, no, no good. It's racist. That was a Giuliani tactic. It's racist. David Dinkins didn't use it. By the way, David Dinkins was a disaster, a complete disaster. So I say to Caban, I go, is stop and frisk a racist tactic? And he said, Sid, I grew up in the Bronx. And I was Latino, and I was stopped all the time based upon my skin and my color, and I'm not going to use it. Oh, hold on a second. There's no question, Ray, is there that stop and frisk makes this city safer? What are we basing our decisions on? Can you tell me? Politics. Sure, sure, politics. Of course, it's a valuable tool. It should be in every police officer's toolbox. It should not be abused. By the way, some of the statistics are that based on victims' descriptions, about 75% of the people who commit violent crimes in New York City happen to be black, unfortunately. About 53% of the stops uh, under stop and frisk were of African Americans, of, of black people. So there's a gap there. And that, actually, you may have Bloomberg got in trouble for saying that, that people were under stop. But uh, it's not racist. It's a very, very important tool. And it's one of the things that, uh, you know, can certainly help control uh, guns and gun carrying. You know, if, if in fact, uh, there's a possibility of being stopped and, and, and frisked, that uh, you may leave your gun at home. 
that's one of the things you try to accomplish. You know what's funny and, is, uh, yeah. you, you say it's not okay. racist, but let me tell you what is racist. When you've got an AG, Letitia James, who's black, who doesn't want to prosecute people who are black. When you've got a DA, Alvin Bragg, who's black and doesn't want to prosecute people who are black. And even to a certain extent, the mayor, same category. All of a sudden, Jordan Neely wasn't such a bad guy. That's the racist stuff, not the stuff the cops are using to keep you and I safe, Ray. It's the people that bend over backwards to keep their color out of jail. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, you have Eric Adams, who calls his fellow police officers crackers um, a few years ago, which is on tape. So, yeah, we we have a racism problem. Uh, you can argue uh, about where it is and who's engaged in it, but it's still very much in the forefront. Uh, you know, in the police department, on the radio, if you're giving a description of somebody who committed a crime, you cannot describe that person as a, let's well, say, male black. No, huh? you're dark-skinned, oh dark-skinned person. Well, wait a second. That, that, I, I, I'm very tan. I'm dark-skinned. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, Ray, you I'm very tan. <laughs> you sure are. It looks good on you. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the last couple of seconds, you God, I love you. Uh, when you look at the city and uh, Eric's new plan and, you mentioned some of the numbers that are down, Ray Kelly. But, again, if you're going to be realistic about this, this is still a pretty dangerous place. And the perception is it's very dangerous. And sometimes perception is more important than reality. Do you feel like we're going in the right direction? Do you feel like New York City sooner than later will be what it once was? Or do you think this is going to be a very long ride? I think, unfortunately, it's going to be a long ride. I'm pessimistic certainly about the short and medium term. You don't see the forces in place that are going to move in that in that direction. Uh, as I say, quality of life, you want to call it perception or whatever, but when you see what's going on in midtown Manhattan, you see the aggressive panhandlers, you see the homeless people, you see these scooters, it doesn't give you a, any sense of confidence that New York is going to pull out of this uh, where we are now very soon. So, um, unfortunately, that's that's my view. Uh, I walk on the streets of the city. I see it. I feel it. I turn my head around. And, you know, when you cross the street, too, you got to look 360 degrees. You don't know where they're coming from. You know, so it's just a feeling that things are out of control in New York City. And, unfortunately, I don't see it ending anytime soon. Is it worse now than it was when Giuliani fixed it? And you? Uh, you know, it ha- I, it's hard to say. It, it it kind of feels like the same thing uh, to me. If I had to, you know, make it make a judgment, but it's a uh, it, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> yes, Giuliani Giuliani did a great job. Bill Bratton did a great job. No no question. But you know, in the sort of renaissance of the Giuliani Bloomberg era, that's twenty years. Murders went down ninety percent during that that uh, twenty year period. So that was, that was such a great time for, for New York City. Unfortunately, we've slipped back with, well, at least we've built a Blasio. We'll see what uh, Eric Adams uh, can do. He's had a year and a half now was waiting for results, uh, patiently waiting for some, <laughs> some results. Yeah. Our crime was up 25% in his first year, and it's leveled off at, at, that, at that level now. But, uh, you know, it's still a problem, and it's much 
it's much higher than it was just two years ago. Yeah. Well, he's uh, got two and a half years to go to try to fix it. Uh, at any rate, people like you, once in a lifetime. I mean that, Ray Kelly. I love you. I love you dearly. Great police commissioner, even better man. And uh, you're a treasure here in New York. So thank you for hopping on this morning. And can't wait to see you the next time, buddy. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Sid. Really appreciate it. You got it. There he is, the best police commissioner in the history. And I love Bernie Carrick, and I like Bill Bratton. But don't kid yourself. The best ever, Ray Kelly. We'll come back with Congressman Peter King right after this. Wow.